it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of a weird day. I agree. <laughs> you are acting weird, but are you okay? Um, yeah. The uh, it's kind of a thing. Uh, I'll save it for the podcast. Okay. I thought this is the podcast. Oh, yeah. I probably should. Should I do a start? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Sacred Books of Britney Spears. My name is Aaron, and with me are my friends Bessie Joe. Hello. And John Wayne. <laughs> yeah, so um, it's kind of a weird day. I'm in a funky mood. Before we started, or before I started officially the intro, we were kind of chatting. And um, yeah, it's kind, it's, it's kind of getting to me how long this has been going on and how I don't know I'm just starting to imagine what the world will be like next year and wondering and this isn't even about the the political will of the people to you know improve their lives but you know, just what the world is going to be like next year, you know, because it's been so long. It's, I mean, you guys realize that we started this podcast earlier this year, season one, you know, earlier this year and everything that was every, the early stages of the pandemic were happening while we were beginning our podcast. It just seems so long ago, you know, and I don't know. It's just sort of, the the weight of all of this is just sort of hanging on me. I miss seeing you guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, every time I start setting up for the podcast, mm-hmm. I just remember us, you know, being in the same place, kind of goofing around. But I don't want to be unappreciative of the fact that we still, because of technology, are able to continue on. And I am able to see you and talk to you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just kind of weighing on me. Yeah, of course. I know you only have. <laughs> I only have you, but every time I try to find you, you you hide. You know. You know, I try to have fun with this pandemic. I want to continue uh, the tradition of the weekly hide and seek. <laughs> I do miss that. I do miss those sort of public events like that. But I understand you know? that it's cruel to you <laughs> to not. <laughs> interact with you and continue to play hide and seek. I'm sorry. Right. Also, you're a very terrible seeker. I am. I, I tend to look in the, uh, the worst places, you know, I don't know how many times week after week, I think you're going to be in the upper kitchen cabinets. You never are. You <laughs> I'm know? not a cat. There aren't even doors on those cabinets. I don't know what I'm thinking, but I mean, that's, place I would look. I'd look at the fridge. i look at the cabinets. Yeah. i look in the pantry. I mean, I end up just snacking the whole time, but that's just me. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. you're just looking for red or white wine. Pretty much, yeah. I'm just... <laughs> when I was at when I was at your place, that's all I'd look for is just the wine that you guys would give out. Right. But even it's you, you're not that great wine. of a... What? Wait, what'd you say? I was like, it's decent wine. I think it's it just is. Welch's grape juice. 
Yeah. Is that what it is? No wonder I didn't get drunk. I drank a lot of that stuff. You did. Your teeth were purple. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it might have tasted fermented because it was definitely, it might have been expired. It had been in there a very long time. That makes sense. But I don't know if the uh, the fuzz, the fuzziness was the alcohol or if that was just the mold that was growing on top. Interesting. It was yeah. absolutely you, the mold. We do have a mold problem in this building. Oh, that's so, right, yeah. yeah, it kind of gets everywhere. Um, how are you doing, John Wayne? I'm good. I mean, a little, a little envious of your situation. Oh, my loneliness? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I love that sort of stuff, but instead, like every once in a while, you got someone that like roams in here, and then find someone sleeping in the library, and then I gotta like have that awkward conversation about like getting them out of there. Right, because we have loosened restrictions slightly, so people are back in the library now, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, as much as they were before. I mean, yeah. Every once in a while, I get people coming in here for actually library stuff. Mm-hmm. Some people just in here to sleep. Or, you know, kind of ex-girlfriends, but like <laughs> girlfriend again, sneaking back in. Right. Oh, shoot. That's right. How it's funny because when you first started talking about your jealous, your jealousy of my loneliness, I thought that that was a reference to the fact that uh, your girlfriend is back. Yeah. I mean, she's back. She's she's around somewhere. Yeah. How's Did the ghost hunting? Cabinets? <laughs> uh, no, I don't I don't have as many cabinets as you guys do. Yeah. Uh, and how are um how are you doing, Bessie? I'm in a weird place today too. I've been in a weird place for a while. Yeah. Well, one, I feel like I'm getting a cold, but I don't want to give that power. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to be all chill about it. Took Sounds some like oregano and and uh, sesame oil. No, black seed oil and oregano oil. That actually helps. So. Which? Which? I went to do my apothecary and I it grabbed had- a dead man's toe in a bat wing and mixed it with it- oregano oil. I just think it's funny that that's... But like literally, if you were back in the Renaissance type era, like they would consider you like a witch for doing something like that, or a doctor, or I'm a woman, so they would consider me a witch. Yeah, sure. no, straight up. Oh, this woman, she totally told me to use some oregano and it'd get away. No, that bitch is a. Or witch. they would be like, "Ooh, that mom has quite the home remedy." Maybe. Yeah. Like that. I don't think so. Like people, people got excited about that shit. I think like they're like. That's true. They got a hard on for witches. Look, I'm going to be honest. I'm not a big fan of Bessie. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You know, she told Dale to try some oregano. Let's let's Witch. just start the, let's start the rich humor. Yeah, let's just get rid of her. <laughs> let's, get rid of her. let's get rid of her. Let's have a good burning <laughs> this weekend. Even great. though they put dried oregano on all their pizza. Yeah. And lamb <laughs> legs. <laughs> but I'm, I'm sure going to get the black for a boil. They probably came after or just like that no one like would talk about it. Like, you know what? I actually put some of the oregano on my pizza. Amazing. <laughs> Shh, don't say anything. Don't think and anything. my cold, completely gone. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? I'm fine. You just completely disappeared. 
I like how the library stays there. I, it was, it was Abra shocking. Cadabra. It was shocking. <laughs> it looked like you. It looked like, like vanished, ev- apparated, or whatever. He's a speaking warlock. Of, <laughs> speaking of magic, what about it? Um, this isn't gonna be the. Is this a like, segue? <laughs> this is the magic trick where you're like, "Hey, watch my dick disappear." What's that trick? Oh, um, never mind. Is that a normal thing? Yeah. Oh. Oh, and then you just is that is that one of is that one of your pickup lines? Got it. 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 Yeah, she's here. Well, you know, it's funny. Speaking of speaking of that, John Wayne, that's a great segue. Um, (laughs) I rent a what? Well, exactly. It's not the segue into today's chapter. It's a segue into my other reason. I'm kind of in a funky mood. Oh, have you guys ever had a crush on someone? And let me be clear. When I say crush, I don't mean like an infatuation with like maybe like a celebrity or someone that you know that's you know not realistic but like yeah you actually like someone and then you know they don't like you back okay mm-hmm. that that's a common story i'm sure everyone has experienced that mm-hmm. and it sucks mm-hmm. but then when you see someone that you had a crush on and you see them kind of acting like a messy bitch and it makes you glad you're like oh i'm glad i avoided that okay but it almost then feels kind of sad define messy bitch well i think he means literally because he really is a clean person yeah i mean literally they're just stuff strewn all over the place you know they're always wearing dirty clothes so you dodged a bullet and now you're sad that they didn't they didn't um, ex- like exceed your fantasy or meet your exactly. fantasy. Exactly. And now I no longer have that um, fantasy for myself. So I'm kind of mourning the loss of that fantasy. Mm. Fantasies are nice, man. They're nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sucks. You almost wish that they were something perfect that you can still fantasize about, even though they don't. It's not going to happen. Yeah. It kind of it kind of reminds me of that bumper sticker that I've seen that I always enjoyed, where it's like, it's I don't remember the exact wording, but it's something about like they might be the best looking person you've ever seen, but someone's got to put up with their shit or something like that. Mm. It's something along those lines. Someone is dealing with their shit. Yeah, yeah. Here. yeah. It's that fantasy idea, like, oh, this is per- this person's amazing, but then in reality, it's like, nah, someone. They're just a person. Put- <laughs> someone's putting up with their shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone is arguing with them, like, please stop putting the toilet paper roll backwards. You know, mm-hmm. please do your dishes at the end of the night. You're talking about so the toilet paper where the roll is on the outside. Right. Where you you're pulling, it's on the paper is yeah. going down to pull, yeah, and not pull. from the not from the inside pulling. Correct. Outside pulling. That's that the right a, way. Yeah. Right. Right, Aaron. Right, Aaron. I, What's your way, Aaron? Right, Aaron. <laughs> That's the right way. Right so there. today's chapter. Um, <laughs> you go the inside. I actually. Here's the thing: with the inside, you can't accidentally 
like unspool for example like say you had a cat or say you're um accidentally hit it you, you can't <laughs> i'm saying i'm saying hypothetically if you had a cat <laughs> cats like cat. yeah but cats like to roll unspool the toilet paper so I, if you do it backwards i've never seen a cat do that but okay i'm just saying oh, it, it prevents I that possible yeah but if that was my cat it would be squirt with water so bad that it looked like it just jumped into water yeah, but sometimes you're just in a mood. It's there's got to be a reason why cats do it. So sometimes you're just in a mood and you just want to go in there and you just want to take out your anger on it. So I flip it backwards to prevent myself from from using wa- it, wasting all that toilet paper. We are in a toilet. You know, there is a toilet paper shortage. So that's true. Yeah, I don't want to waste it. Anyways. I had a thing I was going to say and I forgot it. A few moments later. Uh, Today's book two, chapter five. Don't let me be the last to know. So Bessie, you were talking about your, uh, your love for this particular chapter. I do love this chapter. It's uh, very communicative. She's really pushing for communication here. Being very blatant about it. She doesn't want to hear her friends talk about how much this person loves her. She wants to hear it from him. She wants to hear her followers express their love and growth to her. And I think it translates to her disciples and their followers. This is one of the chapters that um, I've, you know, I love her work. I've loved all of her books and all of her chapters, and I can find inspiration and meaning in all of them. But this one, it's kind of interesting how you can read a chapter or read words and then realize, holy cow, this is talking to me today Mm -hmm. about something I'm dealing with right now, Mm -hmm. you know, and... I have no idea whether or not it's going to make it in the final edit or not. But earlier we were talking about crushes and fantasies and liking someone and they don't like you back or, you know, you realize that they've got issues and you're thankful that it never worked out. And this particular chapter resonates because, yeah, don't let me be the last to know. That's a, that's a horrible feeling to find out a year later that someone you liked, liked you, you and know, you could have done something about it. Yeah. You, you just, you spent all that time sporking about it and you know, it you could have had the real, huh? Sporking about it or them. Just in general, you know, maybe maybe metaphorically sporking, mm-hmm. you know, mind sporking, fantasy sporking. Yeah, I mean, my friends say you're so into me and that you need me desperately. They say, they say you say we're so complete, but I needed to hear it straight from you. If you want me to believe it's true, I've been waiting for so long it hurts. I want to hear you say the words, please. That is so relatable. Yeah, go straight to the source. You know? Yeah. Like, bitch, don't tell my friends and then tell them not to tell me. It's very tell passive. me. 
She's not in high school anymore. No. We're not in high school anymore. Don't play games. Don't put up cryptic social media posts. Tag me. (laughs) (laughs) Don't say on your Facebook post, feeling really weird today, and then everyone comments, what's wrong? And then right back, you wouldn't even understand. You wouldn't get it. DM me. So t- talk to us, John. What did you feel reading these words? Yeah, I mean, it's reading uh, reading this chapter. I mean, it's about, you know, uh, being, being, not being like, you know, a coward. Just telling, telling the person that you need to tell, like, what's up. You know, not beating around the bush type scenario yeah hey you're gonna you need to tell me something tell me you know don't like leave a note you know just just tell me just tell me what's up talk to me goose is there some self yeah talk to me goose it's a it's an old reference yeah very very dated very old is there some self is there a hint of self-reflection in that? Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, be upfront about it. I, you see, for our audience, John Wayne is actually proving, you know, he, he's a... Uh, no, that's... Cut this. <laughs> Edit. Um, do you guys think... You know, because even... The next, even sort of, uh, you know, later on, she says, you know, your body language says so much. Yeah, I feel it in the way you touch, but till you say the words, it's not enough. Come on and tell me you're in love, please. Do you think Brittany also has a responsibility or is she being a hypocrite? Well, is she telling this person that she loves him? Well, she's saying these words. Is she saying it to them or saying it to us? Maybe she is guilty of the same problem. Got it. If she, so, if she's telling if she's telling this other person, she is following her own words. But if she is telling her friends about this other person, she's being a hypocrite. I think she'd be a hypocrite if she wasn't also preaching what she or following what she's preaching hmm. because I I do worry that she's in this time might be one of those women who wait for that person to say I love you before they say I love you back when if you just love that person you should say I love you and not even care if they say it back wait for their own time but express yeah Nobody wants to be the person that says I love you and it doesn't get said back, though. No, you, no, it's obviously a bummer. But you also have to respect that person's time. No, 100%. But I'm just saying, if like I know that they're not going to say I love you back, but I'm in love with them, not going to yeah. say it. Mm. Sorry. Sorry, I won't do it. Mm. Have I done it? Yes. Does it suck when they don't say it back? Yep. <laughs> do it again i'll be like i'll just wait it doesn't matter 
wait until then, you feel for sure that they love you back and then you can say it. Or let them say it first. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be the sucker this time. Okay. You've been with, there. you've only been with two people though. Yeah, I know. Sucks. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, it was my, my <laughs> first wife. I, I told her I loved her first and it, it was like, she didn't say it back right away. Really stung. Yeah. Mm. So with it, Natalie, wasn't going to say it. Did she say it first then? We, we haven't said it to each other yet. Oh. Wow. Oh. That makes sense. You guys, I feel like you guys have some stuff to work out before. You say yeah. It. I mean, we've worked out. A, it's like I said, she's, she's, she's back in the library again and she's, she's still here. So we, we've kind of worked it out. We talked it out a little bit as far as like, we have an understanding, like I was in the wrong, shouldn't have left a note. She just <laughs> told her, she just talked about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Man, Britney's words just kind of permeate everything, don't they? Always. For some reason, the word permeate makes it sound dirty. I don't know why. Yeah, permeate has kind of a moist vibe to it. Don't say moist. But it has that kind of weird brain feel to it. Like, uh, yeah. Permeates throughout the room. Ferment. Fermented. Um, these things are making me think of a fart. <laughs> it's funny how in the human experience, there's nothing exactly like what that thing you just talked about, John Wayne saying, I love you first, because right now the three of us are talking. Okay. Mm -hmm. Two of us are in a relationship. One of us is not, but we all can say abstractly. Oh Yes. I understand that you should just say it first without any expectation of saying it back because you're being honest, mm -hmm. you know, and if they don't feel ready to say it or if they don't feel the same way, you have to respect that, you know, outside of being in it, that makes sense. But when you're in it, it's amazing how all of that just goes out the window, mm -hmm. you know, the rule book and you, is there's no logic. It's just chemicals floating around. Yeah. You're you're out in the world playing hide and go seek and you're hiding behind you think you're really hiding well behind the smallest rock you can hide behind. And then they you know, they find you. And there's that moment where you're looking at each other after they found you. And you just wanna scream it at them. You know, you just wanna scream at them. Mm -hmm. I love you. But there's other people in the park hiding also. <laughs> it's a park full of kids and strangers and you just get bashful. Mm -hmm. And then you also wonder, will they say it back? So Ooh, you those, hold back. Those, that, those pregnant pauses between saying pregnant pauses, like this huge weight of saying I love you. That's almost a fun part too. Like waiting mm -hmm. for ev yeah. everyone's waiting for that right moment. And it's almost, it is a release to say it, but it's almost so fun to build it up for months until you actually do. What's your, do you have a, do you have a favorite experience 
you don't have to name names, but do you have a favorite experience of that, of saying I love you or being told I love you? Mm -hmm. I am a person who, when I meet someone who I know I love, I like, I know it immediately. So I want to say it immediately, but I do hold off because I do have the tendency to love and understand and trust someone quicker than they might have me. So I do hold back. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I met someone who was just as quick to pull the trigger as I am, but I still kind of waited. And mm -hmm. I was told, I love you in Spanish at first, <laughs> like four days in to a, of a relationship. And I'm like, okay. He said in Spanish, he's going to say in English soon. And then he did. It was great. Damn. So I waited for both of them for some reason. Yeah. For both of these phrases to happen. And it's happened very quickly. And I liked it because I was wanting to pull the trigger just as quick. Yeah. What about you, John Wayne? What's Do you have a favorite? Exp well, I know you've only had the two relationships and I guess only one time have you actually said I love you, but I was going to ask if you had a favorite <laughs> experience, <laughs> you know, being told it or saying it. Yeah, I mean, I think with my wife, um, when she finally said it, I think it was one of those moments like it was like, I mean, she was drunk. Uh -huh. But uh, <laughs> and she was like, "Oh man, I love you, man." Woo! <laughs> I'm not going to get into you know details of how it came out, but yeah. I'm just saying it was still this moment of like, "Hey, man, you know what? It's nice. It's nice. Someone has my back. Someone yeah, loves, someone loves me. Someone, someone out there that's not my family." Actually, who's loves not me. obligated to love me? Loves me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not like I'm gonna go crash the family car, and then they're still gonna love me afterwards. You know, this is like they're gonna think about it for a second. Like, do I really love this person enough right. to stay with them after getting you know DWI for the third time? I don't know. Wow. <laughs> this is hypothetical. Uh, so how you know, long was it into the relationship when? she said it or you guys said it or were you guys not were you guys were you guys married even i mean how long yeah i mean obviously we, we weren't gonna get married until love came around but you know it was about year two <laughs> did you guys treat it like a competition were you guys compete like even with that oh, absolutely of course yeah we were she was very competitive yeah got it so she was waiting for you to say it you were waiting for her to say it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So it took her getting drunk to slip up on that. Well, I, th I think she really didn't love me for like the first year. And then after that, it was a competition. <laughs> How did you know? Oh, wow. Okay. How did I know what? Well, I was going to say, how did you? Yeah. How did you know that she didn't love you? But I guess that's, you know. I guess I'm just making the assumption that she didn't. Yeah. Just because, you know, we would date for so long and I'm like, hey, maybe we should move in together. And she's like, no. I only I only live with people that I, I'm in love with. Oh, you do? I just figured, I figured it's like a 
very important step. Like I know with like my parents, they'd always say like, oh, you should live with someone and then that's how you'll really get to know them. You only really get to know by someone by living with them. Yeah. So someone out there is dealing with that person's shit. <laughs> yeah. Because they got a lot of baggage and you're not going to see that baggage until it's in your fucking room. You know what I'm mean? saying? <laughs> and then it's maybe then it's maybe it's too late. You know what I'm realizing? That I haven't been in very great relationships. <laughs> <laughs> I need some help. Oh. Yeah. Um, okay. I feel like... Like a makeover or like a... Well... On a trip, like fishing help or... Oh, both of those. Oh, all three of those. Bessie, how's the, um, is the, have you gotten any leads on the dating, on my dating profile yet? I updated the photos, like you said. I, I changed all the information you said. Uh, yeah, I, I've gotten some leads. Unfortunately, they've all been women over 55, even though I did set the app to be just men. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, I don't know how this is happening. I don't know if it's catfishing or trolls or really just women over 55 who are infatuated by you. They keep trying to DM yeah. your profile and I have to be like, yo, I set this just for men. How'd you, how'd you worm your way in here? So that's all I've gotten so far. And I apologize. Okay. No, no apologies necessary. Be fair. I, uh, I mean, this is a this is a difficult time for people to even go on apps and want true. to even dive into dating because there's a risk involved. Right. So, okay, I was going to ask, but I guess it doesn't matter. I was going to say maybe we should do a little role play oh, where, wow. yeah, where I can practice. You know, I can practice this. Practice saying I love you? Well, um, no, practice telling someone how I feel because I don't have any, I don't have any practice. You know, it's only happened a couple times. And the one time the guy was murdered and then the other time, you know, he literally said, no, I don't feel that way. And then we broke up the next day. I don't okay. know if I've talked about that here. but Was it murder? I thought it was just a motorcycle accident. I think when they... I think when the motorcyclist looks down, sees the dead body convulsing, looks away, and then drives off, I think it's considered murder. Uh, At least that's what the, the lawyers runs. were saying. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel like the motorcycle, I feel like the, what's the word? Motorcyclist? Motorcycle driver? Motorcyclist. motorcyclist. The motorcyclist definitely knew what had happened, mm. you know? Gotcha. So, God, okay. one of hope that gets solved one of these days. So who is, are you going to be playing you in this role play? Yeah. I feel like I need to practice expressing to someone. Yeah. Okay. And John Wayne, you should be someone, let's call you, um, Todd. Todd. And you okay. and Todd have been together for five months. Okay. And you're having a really wonderful time. You feel like there's love involved. You can't exactly get a read on Todd. Mm -hmm. 
you want to express everything that you're feeling about this person. And I'm going to be the nurse. Because okay. Tom has gout. What's my so, motivation in this scene? Well, I don't, I don't really know what to tell you without spoiling it for Aaron. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll make one up. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> hey, Todd. Todd? Uh, yeah, sorry. What's up? You look really good today. Ah, uh, thanks, bro. You know what? You look good, too. You know, there's actually been something I've been wanting to talk to you about these last couple months, but I've been really nervous. No way, bro. I've been wanting to talk to you, too. Yeah. I, uh, I just, I didn't want you to be the last to know, so I wanted to tell you myself that... Oh my God. You got me a new car. Uh, no, no. Oh. Sorry. Um, okay. No, it's actually, it's, it's something more on an emotional level. I... I you know, I really wanted to tell you how much I love you. Whoa. No and that way. I think about you and I imagine our future together and I imagine all of the little accessories we're going to have in our kitchen and how they're all going to color coordinate with the towels and our bedroom and the furniture and the house and, you know, waking up on Sunday mornings together. And I know we've only been dating a few months, but I just, I can't help but picture this and I just wanted you to know bro that sounds really great that you're gonna go and, and do all that stuff for me that's amazing but you had me at Sunday mornings because I love to get up and watch <laughs> I love to get up and watch that pork ball oh right with your uh, favorite team yeah. The Sacramento. <laughs> Sacramento Salad spinners. Or something. <laughs> commit. It doesn't matter. Go, go, commit. Todd. Yeah. Bro. You love <laughs> Sunday mornings. You love Sunday mornings? Mm hmm. I what love else you. Do you love, Todd? What else? Is there anything else? I also like fast vehicles. That's why I thought you got me a new car, bro. I ride with the, the top down, but everything's color-coded. Okay, Aaron, how do you feel after... <laughs> that was a struggle. Expressing your love to Todd and receiving that reaction. Yeah, I see what you guys mean. That, um... Yeah. I could see he didn't care at all about me? Uh, I feel differently. I feel like Todd really liked you. I thought he just likes a lot of stuff. <laughs> I love being one of many. <laughs> I see. So you wanted it to be more about you. Maybe I'm not as experienced in relationships. Is that wrong? No. No. I guess... As Todd, I felt like you were like going off on a lot of stuff that kind of like, as Todd, I was like putting on my new car brakes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to get this love a dub soap on a rub 
whatever in a convertible and let's go cruising and make out. But then you're like rambling about all this kitchen stuff. And I'm like, whoa, Todd's like, ah. <laughs> that's a lot of stuff in the kitchen. You know what I mean? Let me like, just say as Todd's nurse that I think the approach to telling Todd that you loved him um, was very formal. Dare I say a little too formal okay. and a little intimidating. So that's probably why Todd went to panic mode. Because I think Todd is the type of person to where you're both enjoying a moment. You're both cruising down the PCH in whatever fast fucking car Todd has. And yeah. then if you just turn to him, when you, you turn, you stop at Neptune's Net and grab some clam chowder and you turn to him. You both are so excited for the clam chowder and you turn to him and say, I love you. That's the more spontaneous way of doing it rather than, hey, Todd, I have something to tell you. I've been mm. thinking about all the kitchen accessories we're about to put in our kitchen. I love yeah. you. And mm. I hope you feel the same way. If there's less buildup and more spontaneous, like if you if you were sharing a moment with Todd where you felt it so much you had to burst, nope, just yeah. don't don't preface it. Just say I love you. Yeah. Okay. Do you feel like I don't think I love you should be a sit down conversation. That makes sense, actually. In the moment, it's not a meeting. It's not a job interview. Okay. You know, here. Can we try it again? I want to see if that lesson worked. Okay. Okay. Am I am I taught again in this scenario? Mm -hmm. You are. But you're. But you guys are both enjoying something together. Now, what will that be? Here, I have it. I I have it. I have it. Hey, uh. Todd, man, the way you're driving on PCH, uh, how do you like this new car I got you? Oh, my God. It's so fast. Oh, it's so fast. I go zero to 60 in like 10 seconds. Yeah. I got to (laughs) say, well, I hope hope, um, you really enjoy the the seats that I got us for the, uh, the sporting event that we're on our way to. That, uh, that we brought our nurse with us um, because, you know, of your gout. But, yeah, no, I'm really, really excited. Uh, I love you. Oh, my God. Oh, dude, I love you, too. Like, you brought all my favorite things in one space. Oh, this is amazing. Oh, I love you so much. I just hate that it hurts when I hit on the gas pedal with my gout. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Todd, you should not be driving as your nurse. Probably should have been so bad. Did that? It was better. Feel more realistic. <laughs> it feels better, but it also kind of feels slimy that you had to buy Todd a car in order to really lubricate the situation for you to say "I love you." <laughs> Got it. Okay, don't uh, buy your way. Okay, I'm getting a lot of good notes today. Um, and I also, you know, as Todd's nurse, I should have been monitoring his salt intake, his sodium intake, because he clearly had a gout flare up the day he decided to drive. Right. Is it really sad that even in that little improv, having someone say I love you makes your heart, made my heart flutter a little bit? Oh. Or is, it, is that kind of pathetic? No, it's not pathetic at all. 
John Wayne, just out of curiosity, <laughs> you... <laughs> no, 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 no. You have a problem with people... Wait, is your problem with your friends saying I love you or do you not want to say I love you to your friends? Or is it both? He just doesn't want to say it all the time just to fill the space. I right. don't want to say it, I guess, maybe. I don't... Because... It, it, nothing's worse saying saying I love you than not hearing I love you back. But I guess with friends, I guess it's like different sort of love. So it's like, I don't know. Do I love do you my love, friends? Do you love us? I feel like you're really putting me on the spot right now. <laughs> I thought that was the lesson. Oh. Define love. Great point. What is love between friends? What is love? Love between friends is like a cuddly cat. Whereas okay. love between... Like a cuddly cat, like you're just enjoying its warmth on you. Yeah, you don't want to fuck it. Your, no, you're just enjoying your friend, your friend's warmth. That's why when I end every phone call, I say I love you to every... If, to my friends. Like, that's just how it works for me. You say yeah. I love you to all your friends? I do. Yeah. And I used to, I had a relationship in the past where the guy was like, hey, man, why do you have to say I love you to every single person when you get off the phone, mm. male or female? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's just what I do. And I love them. And it doesn't make me, it doesn't make them the same level as you. It's right. just I love them like they're my brother or sister. And that's right. how I'm going to end the conversation. It does feel like there are different kinds of love, right? Like there's family love, there's significant other love, there's friend love. They're all different. Mm-hmm. But so we have one word for it. Yeah. So that makes it tricky for people. Yeah. Interesting. Uh-huh. But I support it. No, totally. I often say I love you to people. And it, it is interesting because I've said it to male friends who I think are kind of taken aback by it, but not in a way where they're like, oh, God, this guy loves me. Like, he wants to have sex with me. But I think they're more like, oh, that's very um, open of you, mm-hmm. you know? And and then they'll say it back. And, I, yeah, because I actually met someone, um, an old friend who didn't like to say it back. And he actually said, oh, well, I feel like if you say it to everybody, it kind of lessens it. And it's like, no, bitch, there's enough love to go around. Right. You know? That's how I feel. God, I I mean, I... I don't feel like it waters down the word just because you say it to your friends as well. Totally. But that's my opinion. Everyone's got one. (laughs) 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 So, do you love us? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I um, do like you guys, yeah. Do you like like us? <laughs> like like yeah, like? I like like you guys. Cool. That's fine. That's ninety percent of what I needed to know. Ninety percent. Isn't it? You know, isn't it funny when a joke makes so much sense in your head, and then. The, the nanosecond before you say it, you're predicting a big laugh. And then we, 
I think it's like saying I love you and then they don't say it back when you tell a joke that you're prepared oh, for it I to think be it's funny. Almost worse. And it's no one worse laughs. to think like, oh, this is gonna kill and then nothing yeah. happens. And it's you'd think I'd have much more experience, especially with this podcast, at um <laughs> being prepared for failure like that. And yet I prove it all the time. Um but yeah, b- back to the uh, back to the words a little bit here. You know, don't don't let me be the last to know. Don't hold back. Just let it go. I need to hear you say you need me all the way. Oh, if you love me so, don't let me be the last to know. She needs to hear it. She needs to hear it, but not from her friends. Is there a point? Is there a point? where if someone doesn't express how they feel about you, like how long should you wait? Before. Like how long should you pine away without hearing what you want to hear? Is there a time where like, hey, it's been a few years, they're never going to say it? I would never wait that long. I would probably sense other red flags before. I would never wait that long for someone to say something. I feel like you're the queen of red flags. I feel what I mean by that is <laughs> you're very good at um, sensing things that are amiss. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, I just try not to find myself in situations where. We're in something for a long period, a long period, and I have all this trust for this person. Like, I obviously would not have trust for this person if they are not communicating the same amount of trust. So if they're not communicating it, it's not going to go very far or at all. So, yeah, I'm really good at sensing when when to stop things. Hmm. I mean, now I wasn't in my past, but now, yeah. Yeah. I'm perfect. Well, everybody, today kind of was everywhere. But that's also our brand. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. And it's also okay. It is. Did you get anything out of today, John Wayne? Um, well, I, 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 I... So my main takeaway from the day was uh, nobody wants to be the last one to hear something. Whether it's I love you or hey, I got you a new car. (laughs) Nobody wants to be the last one to hear something. Um, You have gout. And yeah, (laughs) but and also in that same aspect, like, you know, don't be afraid to be the first one to say something just because you're afraid someone's not going to say what you want them to say. Right. They're like, so if you feel it, just Brittany's just like, if you feel it, say it, you know, if you're feeling it, do it. If you're feeling froggy, jump, you know, <laughs> just being honest, being honest. Yeah. With yourself. Yeah. Be honest with yourself and other people. Yeah. Being honest, yeah. 
this is this is a good chapter about honesty. I think mm-hmm. is what she covers. Yeah. How about you, Bessie? Yeah, I think this is about honesty and vulnerability, and I saw a lot of it through you today, uh, Aaron. Because I can tell we're just a little. This is an exhausting time, and it might be weighing down on us right now. And you decide to be brave and kind of express that. I think that's how Brittany would want it. You know, today, you're right. Thank you. Uh, That was a weird segue. Um, What I was going to say is you saying that made me realize that I don't always have to be sort of turned on. Nope. Um, Mm -hmm. What I mean is I don't always have to be uh, sort of on for this podcast. You know, some days it is better to just sort of come in and just say, uh, truthfully, guys, I'm in a weird space. Mm And then talk about it because mm-hmm. nothing is forcing anything. Yeah. Or being that person who does the social me- the cryptic social media post about why does everything have to be so hard? Mm-hmm. And then everyone comments below, what's wrong, babe? What's wrong? Call me. Do you need anything? And then you just never say anything mm-hmm. and you just let that linger there. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Don't be that person listeners. Don't be that person. Mm-hmm. Which probably means I should go through and delete some Facebook posts. Delete some recent Facebook posts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> delete some recent Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, everybody. Um, yeah. No, thank you for listening. I am excited to hear from all of you to see what you got out of this week's episode. And yeah, stay safe. You're loved. We love you. I love all of you. I love you guys. I and love you. I love both of you. I love both of you too. You guys are awesome. <laughs> <sighs> but you know what though? That actually felt okay. You know why? Because that felt genuine. I feel like a genuine you're awesome is better than a forced I love you. Thanks. Yeah. Because that's how you're kidding. <laughs> so, yeah, another great week in the, another great week in the books, and um, yeah, we'll talk to everybody soon. Bye, Bessie Joe. Bye, Aaron. Bye, John Wayne. Bye, friends. <laughs>